0: is The Rising Sisterhood Podcast, where we're on a mission to create a movement of success for women globally so they can be celebrated, empowered, and decide to rise regardless of the circumstance. I know you're here to be inspired by bold women courageously sharing their stories of overcoming fear and listening to intuition, so together we can amplify our voices. Today, I invite you to join our sisterhood and rise with us. I am so excited to be talking to Casey today. Uh, Casey and I have actually met in real life, in person, several times. She lives local to me, so I'm uh, super fortunate for that. But for those of you that don't know her, Casey is a relationship coach and the owner of Shine Yoga in Virginia mm-hmm. Beach, Virginia. And she helps people who are in complicated and difficult relationships whether it's personal or professional, and help them learn how to communicate authentically and purposely. I'm so excited you're here, Casey. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you. So you are multi-passionate. So yeah. that was just like a very quick glimpse into like all of the things that you do. Is there anything that I left out that maybe you want to kind of like make sure our listeners know
1: about you? I think that pretty much encompasses most of it. Yeah, I, I um, the, the studio, the yoga studio is a big thing now with um, some really cool things. So for local people, you know, I'd love to invite them to come in and hang out. I'm in my Zen sanctuary here. I have a little library behind me. We can check some books out. But, um, But I think you pretty much covered it. I love it. And I love that
0: you had like the quote unquote, Balls to uh, open (laughs) your studio during the pandemic. Like we were like in the pandemic, like a month in, and you're like, oh, this this is nothing. I'm just gonna you know do this thing that I've been thinking about for a while.
1: Yeah. It actually happened pretty organically. It's the studio where I've been attending. Um, the studio has been open about seven years and I had been attending and the owner was a friend of mine and we were walking on the beach. It was in the spring and we, you know, were outside and she said, I don't think I'm going to open the studio again, Do you, unless I can find someone who'll buy it. Are you interested? And I said, oh, uh, sure. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So it was June when we reopened and I really sort of thought we're coming out of this. You know, summer's coming, the yeah. season's behind us and summer's coming and everybody is going to want to get out and be healthy and do healthy things. And we are still, you know, just in the muck from this crazy pandemic. I yeah. knew we would still be yeah, here? I'll still be, be here. A yeah. year later. We're um, practicing safely, though, and um, looking to start an online platform and, you know, serve people in that way as well. So it's been a real adventure. It has. Yeah. Like exactly. For everybody. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Casey, why don't you tell us a little bit? Because I feel like that could just we could put that in the next book, like learning all about this new adventure and, you know, there you go going for But tell us about this book. Like, what story did you share in this one for all of our readers?
1: Yeah, so I chose to come at this one um, from my coaching background. Uh, I certified mm, several years ago, seven or eight years ago. um, And that's really close to my heart. Um, So I told, I I shared the story about how my first marriage did not go so well. And uh, I've ended up, I got out of that one and ended up in a, I'm married now to my second husband and things are, of course, amazing. I actually got my coaching certification in the course of all the midst of my divorce. So um, it's a really raw and vulnerable place for me. And it's funny because I was thinking about, you know, why I chose the story and really the, the story chose me, um, you know, when I first submitted my um, my draft, it was not exactly what we were looking for, for the tone of the book. And I just didn't realize that. And so as I rewrote it, it just like fell out of me. Um, so I, I, I felt like it was an important story to tell in spite of being a difficult one to tell and work through again. It's been, um, gosh, probably 10 years now. So, you know, it's, it's behind me, but it's still a big part of who I am and how I got to this place. So
0: that's it's- funny that you said it. Cause I remember when I read your chapter for the first time, <laughs> yes. I got like the sneak peek of everyone. And I think my comment was Casey, the shit <laughs> Forbes. Like, I was like, this is too much. Like, this is yeah. this is too much for our book. But it was like, like, I could tell you, like, you went in, but you went like, like, from that aspect of being a coach, like really kind of like teaching us how to like move through, like, if you were in this sort of situation, marriage right. you or relationship, and I was like, this, like, why is this not in Forbes? Like, why is this not published? Like, I think you accused me of writing a Harvard Business Review more than yes. A- I was like, oh, <laughs> old, Casey, um, but we kind of we like, oh sweet, a little bit, and you got like really vulnerable. Like the end product, I was like, oh my gosh, Casey went there. There's still all of those great nuggets, and but it feels more like. Raw, like yeah, vulnerable. Yeah. But I love that you allowed yourself to uh, I when I wrote I cried almost the whole time. <laughs> oh really? Oh my gosh. I haven't like, read yours yet, so I can't wait to I read. know. It's uh it was cathartic. Did you feel it yeah. like it was cathartic to you too?
1: Yeah. I think it's you know, when you talk through things like this and and you know, coaching is not, I do have to come back to this, it's not therapy, it's not counseling, it's looking forward. But sometimes you have to look at uh, from where you came to get where you want to go, Um, because it sort of redefines things for you. You know, you you realize things that you might had uh, might not have thought of before. Um, Like, oh, you know that that's why it's sort of looking at your life from thirty thousand feet. You know, when you're looking down and you're that far away from it now, it's like, oh, oh. Oh, that makes sense. So I did, I was pretty dialed into the story, but there were still moments that I went, how did I miss this before? Yeah. <laughs> so it is sort of cathartic to come back and revisit and share it. Sharing it is a, is a big thing, you know, helping other people who may be in the middle of the situation or maybe outside of their own story several years down the road and you know, still regretting or still hurting.
0: Yeah. I I feel like there's going to be like a lot of people who read this that are still in that healing phase, even Mm -hmm. if it's been a year or two, you know, it takes a long time for those sort of uh, wounds or, or what heal over time. So if you were looking back in your chapter, Mm -hmm. what's your favorite quote from the whole I I think it's like 5,000 words. From all of your 5,000 words,
1: what's your favorite? That was tough. When you told me to pick just a few for the other thing, you know, I I went through and I highlighted all my favorite parts. I had like 20, so I had to whittle it down. But this one really is, for me, I feel like it captures the whole essence of it. Uh, Compatibility isn't doing what the other person wants. It's about being someone you want to be with someone who wants you to be that person too. So I never really thought of it that way, but just the idea of, because the chapter is largely about, um, you know, when you're in relationships, we are most valuable to the people around us when we know who we are and we know our triggers and we know our strengths and we know our weaknesses and we can readily admit those because we understand them um but i also think that the strength of our relationships is in both of us working together and i do mean any relationship not just romantic i mean a parent child i mean uh, you know work relationships or friends um the strength is in both people being committed to the relationship um and making it work so that really just encompasses you know if you're compatible it's not because you know we both voted for the same person in the last election, or we both like our walls to be mustard seed yellow, You know, that's not compatible. That's just things you have in common that you yeah. agree on. Um, I feel like compatibility is both that knowing oneself and then being fully committed, because I don't necessarily believe that you have one soulmate. I feel like You can feel that way about someone. And I think that's beautiful. But I think that, you know, it's work. I mean, relationships are work.
0: So much work.
1: Yeah, they can be really hard. Um, And if you have that bond and that connection, I just think that's so important.
0: I agree. I love that. I love just the idea of compatibility because even if you are single and you don't you're not married, you don't have a partner, you don't have a spouse, there's still so many things like golden nuggets in your chapter that can be applied to like in business working with like your counterpart or your team or as a friend. There's so many things that just kind of jive together just as you're looking at a relationship and how it kind of affects. Right. My favorite quote from yours is something that I think it just kind of resonates with me because I have always been this person. So let me say the quote, and then you'll understand someone else's happiness is too much responsibility for anyone. And so I always felt like I needed to be responsible for somebody else to be happy. And I had to always serve them and put them first. And, you know, I'm coming out of this like realization, but it's such a good thing to remember, like,
1: that's not my responsibility for that person to be happy. Right. Absolutely. I, and that, again, that's one that goes back to any, any relationship, your friends, your coworkers um, that that's, that's my job. It's my job to make me happy. You know, can't, I can't take that responsibility on for anyone else and I can't expect anyone else to take it on for me. Yeah. Um, And that was a big thing in my I think in my first marriage, he was. Um, I'm sure his love language was acts of service, and so he was very, um, very active in like keeping up the house and you know things like that. And my second husband is kind of the same way, and of course, I'm I'm not acts of service. I'm like lo- unloading the dishwasher is just what we do, people. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really understand that, but um, but he it was very much a thing about. I thought he could make me happy because he was willing to do things for me. And that's thoughtful and it's very nice, but um, I have to find happiness in myself and know, again, those triggers or those strengths about myself, the things that I love and that I love to do and that I'm good at um, and go with that. You know, I've got to do that. And he had to do that for him too. I couldn't be responsible. That's kind of what I hear you saying. You know, and my friends say, can you, can you, can you? And I say, yeah, that'll make you happy, you know, but no, I, want, I need to do it because I want to do it. And because yeah. it touches me. Um, and that comes back to knowing yourself. So it all comes back around to that.
0: It does. It just, it's just like a little like giant circle that just keeps on turning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So what do you think, like, when somebody reads this chapter, what is the one thing that you want the reader to take away or one action that they can put in place just to start moving forward and better their relationship?
1: Yeah, I think think the biggest thing I want people to know about this chapter is that I'm not ever advocating people walking away from a difficult relationship. That is not, as a coach, that's not... I don't come from that place i come from a place of um exploring the dynamics of a relationship and questioning how or if you can make it better or how or if you can make yourself better develop your own self um, within the context of it um, instead of walking away now obviously there are times i believe that walking away is is the only option um, to get where you need to be. Um, And so I just, you know, I just want people to know, women, to know that they have choices. We all have choices. Um, You know, you've seen, it's funny, I I hadn't thought of this, but they have, there's a, I guess, a meme or something that says, you know, being overweight is hard and working out is hard, you know, Um, I, just, I can't think of any other examples, but it's the same thing. It's like, and I, that doesn't, I don't mean to undermine one or the other, because obviously there can be physical conditions to that. Um, but, but they are both hard choices and um, relationships. And if, even if you don't think that you have a choice, you do, you have a choice in yourself, you have a choice in your reactions, you have a choice in, um, you know, how you want to move forward. And, I think that growing relationships can be done by one person. I think it takes a whole lot more time and effort and patience. Um, But if you want to change the dynamics of your own relationship, I think you can by changing yourself. Um, I also do some energy work and I believe that when you get your energy aligned, then things around you begin to align with that as well. Um, And that's something I didn't talk a lot about in this, but. But I do, it's just so important. I just want people to understand I'm not advocating leaving when things are difficult. I'm, I'm, you know, if that's where you want to be, even though it's hard, go ahead and stay and, you know, push if you have to, or just love if you have to. Um, But if you have to get out, then, you know, you have choices.
0: Yeah, so we just want you to know, like, you have a choice. Right. And you have to make the one that feels the best to you, even though it, right. it's going to be a hard, either way, it's going to be hard right. you to choose. Right. So I think that's a good place for them to be able to, you know, get a lot from your chapter and still know, like, you know, even though this happened with Casey, I can do this thing and I can make my choice in this sort of way and still right. improve my relationship and improve myself as well. And I am just so like blessed that you have been able to share this and so honored that you said yes to being part of this book with these other fifteen amazing women. Yes. So tell me, what made you say yes?
1: Well, you know, I said yes when we were under different leadership. Amy Edge. Yes, that's true. I knew that I wanted. I had actually come out of another project, a book collaboration that was not um, personally um, soul satisfying, you know, it wasn't a, I didn't have a great personal experience and I wasn't, um, I didn't feel the connection, which is my chapter word. I didn't feel a connection with the project. I felt connected with this one immediately, um, feeling more like it was aligned with where I was in my world. And, um, but then Amy edge, leadership. And I was like, woo, I'm blown away. I mean, I'm completely blown away at how differently this one is being handled and just feeling so much more connected with the people involved and um, completely blessed by the whole experience. Um, So I just, I'm excited to, you know, be a, a part of the project and excited to grow with you and maybe on to the next one too. Oh
0: yes, we do have book too. And I have high hope that it will also be published in 2021. Wow. So um, being very ambitious here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I am convinced that you, with, with Stephanie behind you, you two, mm, y'all are like, it's a power team. Y'all are doing We're a good team. Yes, for sure.
0: Yeah. So there's probably people listening right now that are saying ah oh, I have this story to tell it is really vulnerable how do I actually like take the leap and say I will write 3,000 words and be part of this someone is like on that fence and they're teetering how do you get them to
1: sit to like give them a little nudge to say go nudge. do this what would you yeah. do so? I think that um I think a lot of people believe they don't really have a story to tell and, and, or if they do, will it matter? Um, and I, I absolutely think that the story matters. Your story matters. Everybody, there is someone out there who needs to hear what you have to say. And if you change the life of one person, then what a gift, you know, what a gift. So just go for it. I mean, you know, there's the whole thing about just write a few words every day and get started and let it take shape and just, you know what, write crap if you have to. I mean, just write a bunch of junk. And then after a few days you take or a few weeks, maybe you take, you come back and you start to put it together and go, hey, this is not so bad. And somebody is going to need to hear this.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's like one thing that's been so amazing about this this was the big book. Is that so many people like in our group? They're like cheering each other on. They're like mm-hmm. helping, like, how do I create this so it looks really good? It's you're not alone staring at a blinking cursor typing away, right? <laughs> like, we're all like behind your back. I'm like, Casey, like, come on. Like, what are you doing? doing your energy. This. You got uh, this. this where, like, I want to yeah. cry. Um, so I'm so glad that you just shared everything with us and remember guys if you haven't purchased your book be sure to do that by going to the rising sisterhood backslash purchase and all proceeds are being donated to the Trevor Project for this book talk to you guys soon Thanks for listening to the Rising Sisterhood podcast today. Be sure to visit our website, therisingsisterhoodbook.com to learn more about our Rising Sisterhood movement and how you can also become a co-author in our next collaborative book. And if you've enjoyed listening to this episode, you may want to check out our latest book on Amazon. Just go to TheRisingSisterhoodBook.com backslash purchase to be directed to the Amazon checkout page. We appreciate your support. And remember, our sisterhood sees you. If you've ever felt invisible, this movement is for you. We see you. You matter.